Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hello. How are you guys? Welcome back. It's me. Just me. Just for the moment. Soon you're going to hear my friend Lord. This week I am replaying a podcast that you maybe haven't heard about because it's from way back when we restarted the podcast in early 2020. I did a podcast by myself, then I had Chris on, then I had another one of my really good friends on, and her name is Lord Cordelia. She goes by Lord.cord across social media, and she's really fun. She's she's a newfie. Sometimes she's hard to understand, but we did a really fun podcast about um, mental health and spooky shit going on. She's She's been through it, guys. She's been through it. So a lot of stuff's really going on in my life right now. We're about to take off to Vancouver, then to LA. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. And then I'm heading up to Ottawa. I have like a super big project that I'm working on, which is kind of bananas. I can't wait for you guys to hear about it. I'm just waiting for the all go, but just say, you know, spooky, we might be on a bit of a bigger, a bigger screen if you catch my drift. Uh, just been anxious about literally everything. So I've been trying to calm my soul, calm my mind, calm all my bits and pieces. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. So relax and sit back and um, keep existing. Okay. Love you. See you soon. Stay spooky. Hey guys, this episode is so cool. We had Lord Cordon, one of my favorite influencers and honestly, one of my very best friends. We talked really deep about being haunted by mental illness. Um, she deals with borderline personality disorder, depression, anxiety, ADHD, along with Yosis here. I feel like the conversation we had was super important and, you know, touch on a lot of things that hopefully will help you. So dive in deep with us and I hope you love it, Boo Crew. Welcome. To the haunted estate. Hello, everyone, and we have Lord here with us. And Lord is a magical lady who I found on TikTok. And I'm not gonna lie, I'm longest snub streak of my life. Um, other than Adam, True. longest relationship in my life that I haven't <laughs> fucked up by not messaging back. <laughs> so I actually found Lord like over what? Are we going on two years now almost? Yeah, our two year anniversary will be coming up in uh in December, actually. That you yep. have a good memory. Mm -hmm. <laughs> December 23rd. Yeah. You were down to the day? Holy shit. That's amazing. Yeah, well guys, I found Lord cuz I did see a video on TikTok where she was coming in and she was she had a great night, I'm guessing, and she thought she broke her elbow and she's getting dragged in the house. And it was it was a hilarious video and she's just been posting funny shit ever since. But yeah, today getting on here, it is Friday the 13th. We are recording on Friday the 13th and it was cursed getting in here. No links were working. Was. Nothing was set up. No. Nothing was recording. <sighs> I went to Google Meets, tried my own laptop, tried Colby's laptop. Now we're finally on Zoom. Don't know where I where I even got the friggin'. Where did a Google Meets come from? I don't even know. I looked at Adam. He's like, it just does that. And I'm like, wow, great. No control yeah, over the internet I to, whatsoever. I have to turn off the invitation. I have to turn off Google Meets in the invitation. If okay. I forget to do that, it puts both invitations in. Oh, great. So yeah. then we just like, it's just like a random click and just hope for the freaking best. Yep, yep. Oh, yeah. oh my if God. If I don't get rid of that, it's, it's roulette, Russian roulette for sure. Oh my God. Okay. So I need mm -hmm. you just tell everyone everything about you, please. I just want to know, tell everyone where you're from. This is so juicy. Okay, I'm from Newfoundland, Labrador. <laughs> I'm from the East Coast, baby. No, that's freaking awesome. I have a question. Is Newfie yeah. a thing you can say, or is that literally a slur? I don't... I don't, you know, <laughs> I don't like, think I, it's a slur. Okay. I, like, I mean, if you were to look at me and be like, You're, can I swear in this? Am oh, I fuck swear? yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> if you were to look at someone and be like, wow, you're a stupid fucking newfie. That would be offensive, 100%. Okay. Okay. But like, we're just a bunch of newfies and that's it. <laughs> I love it because sometimes she'll send me a, a snap and you'll be talking so fast and it's like you got your own newfie language and i'm just like i'll look at it and i'll be like what did she just say that's it is a back. whole different language it truly really, sometimes no, I, I don't it. even know what i'm talking about honestly no it, it's amazing i love your sweater so you have your very Thanks. own podcast yeah shameless plug here no do it plug uh, we it. do spooky scary true crime mostly but me and Bree, my roommate, you know, it's Bree. I don't know. Bree's Everyone hilarious. else Bree? Probably not. <laughs> Bree Follett. She's a queen. So we have a podcast called Melly and Kids Podcast. We cover all things scary and weird, near and far. And yeah, it's pretty spooky. It can be kind of funny sometimes, but we do a lot of local Newfoundland stuff and some other just weird cases that we find on it's the It's crazy how much goes down out there, actually. Like, like once you start like Googling yeah. it, like, what do you do? What are oh, you guys yeah, doing yeah. over there? What are you doing? Man, I'm gonna tell you, this is a fucked up thing to say. If you ever want to get away with murder, do it on the island. That's it. Do it, do it on the island. Shocking. Everyone says that. Like that's it. But no, not, so, not a good thing, I guess. One thing I need to know: you literally have a place there called Dildo. Yeah, we do. I was there a couple weeks ago, actually, my first time. I met Captain Dildo. <laughs> I love it. Has anyone ever gotten murdered in dildo by a dildo? Oh God, I don't know. Maybe I have to look into that for you. That'd be a good episode. You could literally title it "Murdered in Dildo by a Dildo." It's not funny. It is, but yeah, yeah right. Oh. <laughs> Well, guys, I thought today would be a really good episode to talk about some really serious issues because at the end of the day, we can't just be haunted by ghosts. We're also going to be haunted by different things in our life. And a lot of that is, you know, we are haunted by depression, anxiety, mental illnesses and stuff like that. And as someone who has suffered a lot kind of in this space with those kind of things, not only like as a creator, but before um, TikTok and stuff happened, I think it's a really, really important thing to talk about. And I know that Lord has definitely gone through a lot of things in the past like what would you say like decade or something like that birth birth <laughs> she rolled out the womb and was fucked up yeah S- set up didn't have for tears you can probably hear juno barking right now someone must be at the door but she's gone fucking foolish up there see i love that fucking foolish <laughs> like that is not something i've heard before look at me just getting so excited oh my gosh but no, that's one thing I really like about your TikTok is you're really open about talking about those kind of things and, you know, not not like always putting a funny spin on it, but like a really serious spin. But you also are able to kind of like put it in an easy to watch kind of way. Do you know what I mean? And bring mm-hmm. awareness to it without like just like throwing it right in people's face. So yeah. I'm, I'm just going to jump in. Yo, what's your sure. diagnosis? <laughs> My diagnosis? Okay. I'm diagnosed with uh, depression, anxiety, ADHD, OCD, and borderline personality disorder. Oh, yeah, you rolled Just up one of up. everything. One of it all. <laughs> one of it all. She went trick-or-treating in the womb. She's like, mm, I'll have a little bit of this, a little bit of yeah. that. Oh, my God. Yeah. And what did you think of, like, the diagnosing, like, like process? Like, what did you... Ugh. I've been going through it since started my first diagnosis. I was 17, so I started medications my last year of high school, and ADHD was the first one. We were all like, okay, that's been known. Like, what else is new? So, uh, and then I got diagnosed with like slight, like a really mild case of OCD when I was 22, I think, and started like medications for that a bit. But it's not like severe or anything. Like my OCD is like very mild it's more like more of like a symptom of the ADD than like fully blown like OCD I guess so that was a couple year process and then last September I got diagnosed with borderline personality disorder which was big shock to me actually I wasn't expecting that one like I remember that you were sending a snap and I I didn't think you had even really considered that to start no not even one bit like I actually had not that was not one that came across my mind at all and then i had like a counseling session or not counseling i had psych a psychiatrist session well it was during covid so it was on zoom the two psychiatrists uh, that did my like analysis or whatever 
And by the end of it, the two of them hadn't, I don't even know, they, uh, did they talk, did they text? They weren't in the same room. I don't know how they did this, but they're both like, we're on the same page here. <laughs> you have BPD. Just tell I was like, oh, is that, <laughs> that obvious, I guess? <laughs> you just like threw up all those flags and they didn't even need to talk. They yeah. were just like checking off boxes as you talked. <laughs> they literally looked at me. They were like, this girl has it. <laughs> it's so crazy with doctors. Cause like I've, I've sat, like, I remember when I got diagnosed with, with ADHD, I was in college and I remember this doctor sitting across from me and he's like so do you ever find yourself overwhelmed i'm like yeah do you find it hard to keep your room clean i'm like yeah like this is just shit that you you expect everybody's dealing with and i remember sitting there and at the end of it i'm thinking no i'm good and he looks at me and he's like you have severe adhd and i'm just sitting there i'm like because i don't because i don't clean my room dude (laughs) but no no that was crazy that was a crazy doctor too because i tried he kept putting me on different meds so i had started police foundations and i remember he's like okay try this med and i i tried it for two weeks and i went back i'm like no i don't really feel it's not working for me he's like okay try another pill so for for Mm. two sets of two weeks for like two months he had me on different medications which we know that's that's a huge no-no you need to be on like the same medication for a while i ended up having this huge mental breakdown and leaving police foundations and then like trying to like get my money back for this semester and i needed the doctor to like write me a note saying you like fucked up but he wouldn't so that was like oh my god ew yeah what meds did they put you on right (laughs) not got a little hostile yeah i know fuck sorry just no it's sometimes good i just say things and no, they don't i don't know there's no filter when you have add that just brain to mouth nothing in between no i feel you there and that's why i think podcasts are cool because it's kind of you know less of a filtered kind of time like this is where mm-hmm. people come to like hear your opinions and how you think and i think another important thing is like you know I think a lot of people feel the same way. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But I, I found it interesting that you said like OCD kind of involved with your ADHD because people point mm-hmm. out for me, I do this a lot. Like I squint my eyes I, a lot. I and- also do that a lot. I have a couple <sighs> little ticks that I do and it's like, and then when I talk about it, they get worse. But I've always done that with my eyes as well ever since I was a kid. Super weird. I always wonder what mine started just a few years ago, but I realize like people will comment on my YouTube videos and be like, why do you keep squinting really? your eyes? And I'm like, I literally am giving myself wrinkles. Like I want to get eyelash extensions because I pop my (laughs) eyelashes off all day because I'm just squinting so hard. I hate when people point it out too. Like, why are you doing that? I'm like, I don't fucking know. If I knew, I probably wouldn't do it. Yeah. I don't even notice. I used to suck on my roof of my mouth really hard. Did you you ever Mm -hmm. do that? I bite the skin off of my lip, actually. That's Mm. my thing that I do. Mm. So what meds did they start you on for the ADHD? So I've always been on Concerta for that. I find that one's a good one for me, but I think I have every side effect ever with it, but <laughs> it is what it is. I can't function without it really. So I take that one. I've been on that one since I was 17. And then I was on Paxil for a little bit, which was a fucking nightmare. Um, literally just couldn't cry. I didn't cry for like seven months. No emotion, <laughs> just dead nothing it was brutal <coughs> so i came off a of paxil and i went on um the fuck was i on zoloft for a bit i also didn't like that one then i came off of that one jesus christ now i'm on effector for last year hates it wants to come off it but if i miss a day i have like severe withdrawals so i don't know i'm gonna do that one <laughs> i'm gonna yeah. have to uh do some research and try to wean myself off of it it's, it's a pretty hard drug to come off of but i don't like it, it doesn't i don't feel like me with it you yeah. know what i mean well that's that's mm-hmm. that's curious because adam actually with his brain injury they prescribed him effexor and i know that like mm-hmm. he weren't you weren't a huge fan of it either um it worked for me i didn't have that bad of side effects but like i could see how mm-hmm. it could be messed up for some people because it's well you wanted to come off it yeah or you mm-hmm. just felt ready yeah it, for me it lowered my heart rate because of the concussion my heart rate would stay high so it would like, wow. calm, calm me down but like it yeah. is it is a weird one it's definitely like you yeah. You have to get used to going on it and coming off it, and they're both pretty rough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Getting on it was hard. I had diarrhea for, like, three months. Like, I would just <laughs> shit my pants every day. Like, honestly, I would just be in bed shitting. I shit my pants. Like, I would fart and shit my pants for, like, three whole months. I don't oh, mean to no. laugh. I'm like, so why am I even taking this? Why are we even taking <laughs> this? That was, like, me and Adderall. They, they put me on Adderall, and I just, like, couldn't <laughs> stop pooping. But, like, I couldn't stop going. I don't think it was right for me, but I lost, like, 40 pounds in, like, two months because I was just, like... <laughs> 
Like I was on speed. So I don't even yeah. know if I needed it, but like I would get up in the morning and I would have <laughs> class. Cause like you think Adderall, oh, you're going to be great in class. You're going to study mm-hmm. so hard. I got up and my body was like, we're going to walk across the entire London, Ontario and back and not eat. And I was like a robot, but yeah, yeah. I, I find that like when I'm on medications, I haven't ever found anything that worked for me. So I've just been like raw dogging it for the past like, <laughs> raw dogging life i've been raw dogging life oh my god i can't raw dog like raw dog life i literally just end up in fucking mental but right been on that. i recently went to like a psychiatrist appointment because i called my doctor i'm like i'm not sleeping he's like i really think like they tried to uh, diagnose me as bipolar when i was 14 mm-hmm. and they've tried to do it my whole life and i'm like i don't think i am so i called him and i was just like you know what like I need something to sleep because I, I can't turn it off. And he sent me to the psychologist and he, he prescribed me just this little tiny pill. And I took it for a couple nights. It made me sleep talk. And the next day I was so mean. Like Adam would just look at me and I'd just be like, don't fucking look at oh, me. Oh, was it? Talk to me. Are you on? It was, what was it? What's it even called? I'd have to go get this. It's I a, can't remember. It's a little white pill. Is it blue? I couldn't do a thing. Oh, no, it's white. I, I think you're not on the same one as me. Zocaclone. <laughs> No, it's not that. This one's something with a C. I know you've sent me some pretty cool snaps. You go like you'll be like, took my my sleeping pills and like one eye's drifting a little bit, and you look super (laughs) tired. Is Apoclone's a weird one because it's it's like a hypnotic pill, so it tricks your body into thinking your body's tired, so it like like really relaxes your muscles and stuff, but it like kind of fucks your head because I lose my memory when I take it. But sometimes I'll take it. And I'll forget that I take it and it makes me super hungry. And I like get out of bed at like one o'clock in the morning, like in the middle of the night to go get a snack. And I'm like, holy fuck, I can't walk. And I'll just fall to the floor. I remember a while ago, you had a pretty good injury at one point, right? Probably. I don't know. I remember. Um, one thing that I found, uh, what was it? Oh gosh. I'm losing my train of thought now. Um, no, it's gone. I was trying to remember so hard. That's the Friday the 13th thing here. I swear. This is such a weird day. Uh, the, the vibe has just been very strange today it is i'm not gonna record anything today it feels like i would say something inappropriate today okay <laughs> i know like, i've been like that too I, it's TikTok's, a witchy day tiktok's been very weird lately i think you can probably agree with me my analytics are fucking bad but <laughs> so bad dude some of the biggest creators that i know like i'll message back and forth with them and they're just like i'm half at what i was at and i'm like but it looks like you're doing amazing and they're like mm, mm. things are changing like a lot of people are leaving which is crazy i'm seeing yeah. people shift doing the big shift to youtube and they're not posting as much and i'm like please don't leave me i don't know what is, no one follows me to youtube so like i don't know what to do <laughs> Oh, yeah, but no, it's been lame lately. I've been yeah. kind of slacking on it. My last video got like 600 likes on it. <laughs> it's Ew. such a bad fit. Anytime, anytime you try to promote something that's like for yourself or something mm-hmm. you're creating, they dox mm-hmm. it so hard. Like if I say that like, yeah. I have a podcast coming out, it won't even get 100,000 views. Yeah. And it's like, great. So you just want me to fart. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the algorithm. They just want you to walk like... around and fart all night. <laughs> right no i love my sleepwalking and i love how much it makes people smile but like it's i have such like big anxieties around it and stuff like that because mm-hmm. like yeah it's it's a little it's wild but no i'm really glad you're on I'm, I'm glad you know to have you know a place to be able to talk about this kind of stuff and and i i find like a lot of interesting things with your tiktok and i know like you told me you were open to talk about anything which i mm-hmm. really appreciate so just like yeah a little bit of a content Always. warning to anyone who's listening could be touching on you know eating disorders and mental illness and 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 suicide and stuff like that so just a little little tiny content warning there little big old content <laughs> it's a big one big old daddy warning coming up in this bitch um one video that you did post a while ago and i know you know you've talked about before is you used to be super into bodybuilding yeah <laughs> no so what phases yeah so do you like, i know you know you tend to go from like oh, there's a dog you tend to go from like one one extreme to like like another i know you've said that before yeah, so what was time. that like is it like a switch that turns like what got you into starting to do that and stuff like that so my mom uh competed in bodybuilding for a few years and like i was really into the gym when i was in high school and like after high school and stuff and it was like i'd see people compete and it was always like something i wanted to do and my mom did it and i like went to my mom's competitions and like see like all the girls on stage and i'm like i want to do that so bad and like the gym to me at the time was like my outlet to like blow off steam like i enjoyed going there it was like something i like to do and i'm like 
I'm going to compete. Like I'm the healthiest I am right now. Like I'm going to start prep and do a competition. So I did a 22 week prep. <laughs> I think I was about seven weeks out and I just fully blown bulimia, like would just binge. Like I would eat like frozen taquitos from the freezer, like just eat whatever I could get my hands on and then just throw it up. And I'm like, wow. I'm going to be like, I'm, I'm going to compete. I'm going to step on stage and like, you know, a month and a half, like I gotta be ready. I can't do this. Like I'd have to get up every morning and do like two hours of fasted cardio and then like go to work and then come home. And you know, my meals were planned out for the day for like six months. And then I'd go to the gym after work for like two hours and do weights. And it was like that every single day for six months. And I was also like really struggling with like my body image. I was literally like so tiny, like I looked so good, like fit, like I was ready to compete. You know what I mean? And I'd still be like, oh my God, I'm fucking fat. Like I'm huge. There's <laughs> just body dysmorphia, at all. crazy. Like, nothing even wrong with, yeah, just that's how my mind works. I, I can't even like imagine thinking like that now. You know what I mean? Like, it's weird to look know, back like, at who we were. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's weird mm -hmm. to look back at, yeah. you know, yourself four years ago and see that person and be like, I couldn't imagine being, you know, that, mm -hmm. that, that I don't person know who today. That is. It's, it's so weird to me to like see pictures and videos of me from that, like from that time. Cause I'm like, oh my God, like, even the way like my mind worked, like body positivity didn't exist in my mind. It was, I want to be skinny. I want to be fit. I don't care about anything else. Like that's all my brain went to. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when you decided, really when so you decided, to, <laughs> yeah, when you decided to do that, did you literally like flip a switch? Was that kind of the thing? Like, yeah, it was just, I was all in like from the second I decided I was all in yeah. until like the end of it. And when I competed, um, I placed seventh out of 10 in my category and I was fucking gutted. Like, so yeah. got it. My coach had me hyped up that I was going to do so well. I ended up switching categories, like, two weeks out because I was so tiny. And, like, I didn't have, like, as much muscle as I wanted for the category that I was going to do. Yeah. So I ended up doing bikini instead. And, like, I had to learn all new poses. And I, like, my posing just wasn't good. And I just felt like, you know, you get on stage and then the judges send you, like, their critiques. And they just pick you apart. And it's like, holy fuck. Like, I just worked so hard for what? Like, for what? Like, yeah. this was so not what I thought it was going to be. No. It's, like, a big disappointment. I was super hard on myself after. I would, like, eat and eat and eat. I wouldn't even, like, leave my house. I was, like, trying to outfit, and I would, like, not go outside of my house because I would just be crying. I'm, like, oh, my God, I look disgusting. Like, people are going to think I'm so, like, gross now. Like, it's fucked, too, though, because, like, I'm from a really small town. So it's, like, yeah. when you're competing, when you're going through prep, when you go to the gym, you're seeing the same people all the time. And they're, like, oh, my God, you look so good. Like, good luck you're gonna do amazing and then when you when you're at a prep and you start like putting like healthy weight back on people stop like complimenting you so like really oh, gets in your head that's such yeah, a vicious circle scary. you know what i mean like you're only mm -hmm. it's hard because like we're human we we want the compliments we want to hear good mm -hmm. things so like it's like how do you not get like yeah. completely lost in it but no mm -hmm. once you once you were done did like did your family did anybody notice what was going on i like came out that i like had an eating disorder and like I don't like throwing people under the bus. I'll just say people in my life at the time um, would be like, I think you just read things on the internet and like think you have them, but you don't actually have them. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. Why would they, they, they try to take away from it. They try and like, mm -hmm. like minimize it. And it's like, I, it yeah. takes so much to be able to say, Hey, I'm going through mm -hmm. this and I'm feeling this way for someone to just like shut it down. That's, that's, that's mm -hmm. horrible. So did you, yeah, did you I ever really... like, go ahead. Oh, you're going to say, you no, go. go ahead. You go. go. I was just gonna say, did you ever like go like for treatment type of thing or, or what kind of like, how did you get back on like a different path? So I did, um, start going to counseling and stuff. And basically they, it was also kind of like deflective, dismissive, it wasn't an eating disorder. It was disordered eating or like <laughs> it's yeah. stupid stuff. I'm like where I lived to, there was no facility for me to go to. Like I got to the point where like one time after I competed, I binged so bad. Like I ate so much that like my full large intestine was blocked and I ended up in the hospital. I had to get like an ultrasound done and like EKG and stuff. And I was like, like literally it was in so much pain. I thought I was gonna explode. Like I just had so much food in me. And the doctor was like, yeah, just go buy some laxatives and you'll be fine. And then I got oh. addicted to laxatives. And it was like, I just couldn't. And it was like, I it's like I kept reaching out for help and I'm like, I wasn't getting the help I needed. So like, it was really scary. It was really yeah. fucked up. Like I kind of did my own research. Like I'd, I'd research <sighs> stuff and I, I'd read, I read a book called uh, Brain Over Binge and like, and that was really helpful if anyone out there is struggling with binge eating disorder brain over binge is a must read it is so like changes your whole mindset on um 
just food in general. God, Adam right but, there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a it's a great book. And there's also a workbook you can buy with it. And no, it's excellent. I found it really helpful. Like I did my own research. Like I felt like nobody gave a fuck. And it's like, it's not that nobody gave a fuck. It was like, people don't know what to say to you. When you have an eating disorder, people don't know how to act. Like people yeah. don't know how to talk to you. No, they avoid exactly. you. They're scared. Lord, yeah, did you it's find, really um, I found with my concussion as well to touch on that, that like nothing against doctors but a lot of the research they do is so old and it's like sometimes they don't freshen up on it and it's like do they mm-hmm. like I had to do a lot of my own research for concussion recovery and I just mm-hmm. hearing that come from you I can relate like it's so weird like some sometimes they're not as much help as you're going in hoping for do you find yeah them? no it's true and also like I said like my tan that I live in is really small like we like I've had the same family doctor my whole life but like to get an appointment with my family doctor even now, because I don't live in my same town, but I can't get a family doctor here on the island because there's no, no one taking like patients anywhere. That's a big crisis. So making an appointment here with too. my family doctor, like I have to call on the last Friday of the month to get an appointment for the next month. It's like no, I, that's how it is. It's it's horrible. I remember like like that's the same way. Like when I went to go see this psychiatrist, mm-hmm. I literally it was two month wait, and I'll never forget like doctors. I don't know. Obviously, they're seeing things all the time. They're seeing people who are, like, dying with cancer. So, Mm -hmm. I feel like they're kind of dismissive to people that are dealing with, like, mental Mm -hmm. health and stuff. Like, I remember after my miscarriage, I went in and I he gave me two days off before I had to go back to work. And I looked at him and I'm like, I can I am not in the right headspace and he's just like mm-hmm. you just need to go back to life you just need to go back to work you just need to act normal and I'm like that mm-hmm. is going to send me into the biggest tailspin and it did yeah and it was like why are you not listening to me yeah do you know what I mean like I mm-hmm. was not okay I wasn't the last thing mm-hmm. I could do is go to work with everyone who knew what happened and have like 300 people ask me questions when like I couldn't eat and I couldn't talk and I was just like a mess so like mm-hmm. <sighs> It's I feel weird. like there should be, like, people for yeah. things. Every hospital should have an eating mm-hmm. disorder doctor, a miscarriage doctor. But, of course, like, there's there's not yes. going to be the funding for that, which is horrible. Mm-hmm. Well, it's weird because, it's like, on the topic awful. of mental health, there's, like, every doctor has their own personality, right? Mm-hmm. And no matter, like, they could all learn the same thing, but, like, they're all going to have this type of personality, which makes them practice differently. And, like, if you go to a certain doctor, it may be great for a certain thing. It's almost like they should have their own psych tests. And, like, oh, you're great with people that have mental illness because you're, like, have this type of compassion we're looking for in in this doctor. Whereas, like, they just are doctors. And some of them are kind of maybe fit for different things in the mm-hmm. industry. But you don't always see it happen. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The doctor that I just met, he, he was the first doctor in my whole life that, like, I sat down and it made sense to me. And and he had kind of set the room up when I went in where he was already assessing me, but I didn't even know I was being assessed. Mm-hmm. And, and I liked that. But, like, I've had so many times where I went in with so much hope, right? I'm sure you've been there. You go in with so much hope oh, that you're yeah. going to get answers. And then you just leave and you're sitting in your car and you're crying because mm-hmm. you're like, I feel worse than when mm-hmm. I started. Yeah, and just it's, a disclaimer, you know too. I gotta, I'm not going to lie. I don't even do my counseling here on, like, in the, my province. Like it's such a long wait list to get a counselor here that I actually go not even, this is not an ad just to throw it out there. Yeah. I use better help for my kids. I can't call it canceling cause she's in the States, but like, you know, so I've been seeing her now like on FaceTime once a month since like February. And it's like the best help I've ever gotten. She knows my case, like whatever. She's amazing. But if I were to go through like canceling here in my province, I have to call a number between, I think it's Tuesday to Friday or Monday to Friday like early as possible in the morning to get an appointment for that day and i might get an appointment and it's on the phone and it'll be a different counselor every single time i want to call which is bullshit i can't do that it's like restart your whole story every time right yeah Mm -hmm. were you gonna say something oh i just wanted to say that like this is nothing against doctors either they have a lot on their plate and they do a million personal experiences right but yeah like with with mental illness it can be so hard to figure this all out and everybody's just so different that like not even a doctor no matter how professional they are can sometimes get inside of that you only know you right yeah mm-hmm. no, definitely i can't even imagine imagine being a doctor <laughs> imagine to deal with people like us jesus no right i remember a little while ago it was i don't know you you would know what it is but you were back in the hospital a kind of in and out for a couple Mm -hmm. times there right yeah when was that how long ago uh, was that now 
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. So that was the last September. That was, so we have a, like, a psychiatric hospital here called the Waterford. It is very old. It is, it's exactly like um, American Horror Story Asylum. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> feels like that. Looks, look, the building looks like that. It's old. It's spooky. It's kind of a shithole. I'm not going to lie. Um, fuck that place. No offense. Actually, yeah. full offense. That place sucks. <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> I don't even care. I went there for help. Uh, one night I had a mental health crisis, was having a really bad night, like to the point where I was like sitting in my closet, like rocking back and forth, like full blown, like panic attack. I like, couldn't come down off of it. And Colby was like, holy fuck, like I'm taking you to the Waterford. And I was like, okay, let's go. So I went and I had cut myself um, with, you know, it was just a little self-harm moment there for me. Not trying to make light of the situation. I just, I get uncomfortable. I get you. It. I get you. But, yeah. <laughs> Colby brought me there and I was, um, so the guy, like security, was like amazing. He gave me more help than anyone. The fucking security guard. <laughs> oh. So he brings me in, does the COVID thing, and then we sat out. And then I got into like triage to see a nurse. She gave me a, a band aid. <laughs> Thanks. And then I was like, I had, I um have been prescribed Ativan in the past, and I didn't have any Ativan with me, like at that time. And I wouldn't have been able to get it because like getting a doctor's appointment, like I said, I had to call it the last, and I hadn't had out of in a long time but sometimes i get like such bad panic attacks that like the only thing that can help me come down is out of i've had that before so it, like, it really cuts you good no. <laughs> yeah and i literally do not take it unless i absolutely need it it's not something i depend on but like during crisis like that i need it mm-hmm. so and that's just me personally and so she does my triage and i talked to her i told her what was going on and i brought up the word out of and they brought my triage thanks to the doctor the doctor didn't even come and look at me he said i she's fine send her home do they think you were just there pill pill searching or doctor shopping or something maybe but he didn't even he didn't even see me so they sent me home the next night exact same thing happened to me self-harmed again ended up there again it was my second night there and then i got in there to see finally they actually brought me in to the like admitted me in there and I talked to a psychiatrist at like four o'clock in the morning and she was like, so what, like, what are you expecting to get out of this? Like, why are you here? I'm like, well, I'm having a mental health crisis and I, you know, obviously this is a psychiatric hospital. I just assumed this was the place to come. Like, what <laughs> yeah. the fuck? She was good, but I, I kind of just felt like I was, I just felt really stupid. Like they made me feel like dumb like why the fuck are you here kind of thing like that's how it felt to me in my mind and it might not even have been that but to me i felt like it that, was condescending that situation makes me so angry because yeah and and i'm not saying this is you at all um but like mm-hmm. even if a person was in there and they were in those people's minds so-called putting on a show that's still mental mm-hmm. illness yeah it's still yeah. it's still a problem to mm-hmm. be like, at that point yeah i think the thing is too is that when i get there it's like i totally shut down so i portray myself as very very calm like i'm very i'm not like losing like i can just compose well, you're, myself. you're in like it's this really fight strange. or flight right like you're in like this mm-hmm. like you're way overstimulated you're you're feeling too many things mm-hmm. it just makes you numb for a little bit right yeah i just totally shut down i'm like a zombie almost so that's at that point she was like okay we get like a couple appointments a month from uh like psych assessments that we can give it to patients that we think need a psych assessment. So we're going to give you one. So that's how I got that appointment. And then I got diagnosed with BPD, 
because of that. I haven't been back to the Waterford since. I did come out and tweet about my experience. Um, I had a lot of people like backlashing, saying like, you know, this is your fault because you asked for Advan and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that is not the point, man. No. Like, like totally just miss a mark. Just like wanted to troll me. I, you know, just make you feel like shit. Like obviously I was going through it. Well, it's such a delicate help, time. I didn't know what else to do. No, and I get you. And I know, like, sharing your experience is, like, as an influencer, mm-hmm. you know this. Like, it's literally our job. It's our job mm-hmm. to share our experience to kind of make, you know, that part of the world feel a little bit more relatable because there's so many people that are going through it and experience the same thing. Mm-hmm. But, like, being able to hear what to expect and what you've been through makes people, you know, easier to get help on their own or at least prepare them for the kind of treatment that they they could mm-hmm. potentially potentially have but like i remember that like when i was a teenager i was like yo don't want to be here no more don't want to do this and i remember like calling this crisis mm-hmm. team and the crisis team which obviously was set up just to work you know with with this kind of situation they were fantastic they sent a police car they picked me up they sat with me in this like bubble room while i waited to talk to a doctor but like it, it was that switch like when that doctor came in he's like okay you're 14 what could be so hard type of situation and i, re- oh I remember God. well i remember that my favorite movie of all time the virgin suicides i actually found out i, love I found that movie. it oh man I, it was the best book i found it in my late teens and i related to it because i remember when cecilia the 13 year old tried to kill herself he was like she's only 13 like you don't even know how hard mm-hmm. life gets and i feel like you mm-hmm. know they're com- they compare you to different people when when we're all in our own experience and we're all going through like our own situations like people deal with things differently right yeah, mm-hmm. that's all you want to hear in that situation oh life gets harder yeah life, like, life well, gets no, harder let's help yeah. me right now so i can get but to great. that point <laughs> exactly it, the sad thing too is like when i did like talk about my experience in the waterford i had over 200 messages from people in my province messaged me saying they had the exact same experience wow so that really shows you, yep. you know, it's not a minority like it's something that's mm-hmm. a problem and i don't like i don't like to bash places i don't do that like but it was just so it just blew my mind that that happened to me like there's been and there was unfortunately so many people messaged me being like this happened to like my sister or my cousin and they actually sent them home and then they did kill themselves like they didn't get the help they needed and that's it you know because they there was no help like now they do have the crisis team here as well and uh brie actually called the crisis team on me uh, a few months ago because i had self-harmed really bad had a really bad night to the point where like trigger warning here i cut myself so bad on my leg that like my fat was literally exposed to my leg like i definitely needed to get stitches so the crisis team comes to my house it's two police officers two paramedics and they're all men, which is fine. I'm not trying to be sexist, but when you are in a position of being a woman and like four huge men coming to your house and they're all in uniforms, it can be very intimidating. A very, it's mm-hmm. it was very scary to me. They were great, like you know what I mean. But it was just the yeah. fact that like you know, same thing happened. They come in my house, I totally shut down. I'm fine, like totally calm. Nothing is wrong with me. Like I'm I'm okay. Like whatever. I just cut myself. Whatever. Like clean yeah. up the cut, give me a band aid, and then they were like, you know, for like legal reasons, we do have to call a counselor for you to talk to, and she'll clear you if um, she thinks you're good to stay home, or we'll take you to like the hospital or the Waterford or whatever. So I'm on the phone with Mrs. Five minutes. She's like, yeah, okay, you're good to stay home. How can someone in five minutes tell that you're okay? It. I feel yeah, like when it comes over like a phone. over a phone, right? I feel like yeah. when it comes to like like knowing someone it takes so much time but like i it is like suicide is this crazy thing to talk about because like there was this girl who lived in town uh, actually back in 2016 we had this wild experience here in woodstock every single month um for i think it was 10 was it 10 months around there something like that i don't want to minimize it It was i am not sure every yeah every month um a teenager committed suicide in our town it was like thirty-five thousand people at the time and it was different schools and it was this like is it a pact is it like why does this seem contagious but it was weird to see the kind of people who did take their lives like they were very you know kids that you never would have thought of you know like happy Mm -hmm. in sports and like no signs but then there were Mm -hmm. the kids that were you know depressed and then again like what you were talking about where people went home like there's this girl 
she was dealing with so many things she had gone and they literally like gone to the hospital and they didn't have any beds so she was sleeping mm-hmm. on the floor in a hallway and they're like you know what we don't have room you just need to go home she went home and she took oh her my life God. and it was like That's she so was fucking sad i know and and i remember like everyone being like oh it's so sad it's this i'm like okay we're talking about it after it happens every time mm-hmm. and it's happening yeah and it's happening again and it's happening again yeah. and again and again and why has nothing changed you know what i mean mm. like when covid blew up we were we were building mm. stations and we were finding beds and we were throwing all this money to for ventilators and all this and it's like hey you know what's a massive crisis kids are dying young people are dying suicide is like a leading cause in a lot of places now of like people dying mm. under you know 25 and it's like why is this why is there still so much stigma around this Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's so sad. Actually, I had when I was 19, I went through a full year where I lost like four friends to suicide, like back to back in a year. <sighs> that get look at my goosebumps. That is, mm-hmm. and they're all you know. It's so weird because you don't think about it. They were all guys. Oh. All of them. Yeah, that's, that's it's, so weird when it's such it's a guys, high. Yeah. It, it's guys. It you know they don't. It's not every guy, but like they're not as open with their mental health you know what i mean yeah and i wonder so. like i think it's because it's looked down upon you know they're looked at as as mm-hmm. you know like oh it's a guy you can't be like you know mm-hmm. oh there's definitely yeah. an old school like an old mm-hmm. school thought oh, yeah. process that the man has to take everything on and not put anything on the family and kind of bundle it all up right yeah and that like mm-hmm. i said that's old school i don't For think sure. it's right but like it's definitely kind of went down through the times yeah we've seen a lot of guys around here like even in the last couple of years some people that i went to high school with and you hear it and then you're like i never would have thought i never would no oh my god no i like my, my friends that i lost were all young all in their 20s like so young yeah, would you have suspected really any of them? Like, would you have suspected any of them? Maybe one. It was actually a guy I used to, like, date. So that was rough because it was, like, you know, kind of always knew that he, like, had struggled with some stuff. But we weren't, like, super close at the time when it happened. But when I heard about it, I was, like, like, got, like I heard he passed away. I, I That was the first thing I thought. Like, I knew it was, like, yeah. self-inflicted, you know? It was really hard for sure. I know you told me, like, along with your four friends, like, you lost a lot of people around that age, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. It was insane. Like, literally within, I think, over the span of, I don't even know. When I was 19, one of my really close friends died in a skidoo accident. And then, like, a year after that, one of my other friends got killed in a dirt bike accident. And then, one of my you know the guy I see he killed himself and then it was like a couple months later another guy that i was like close with growing up he also killed himself and then like two years ago my uncle died and i went to, to like go to the funeral when i got there my pop died and i came back and my dog died and i was like holy fuck mate can i catch a break <laughs> like what is going oh, on oh, no. literally it was just it has it just doesn't stop like you never so had I time to deal so with much. one and then you were on to the next no. one immediately no i feel like i've been grieving since i was literally 19 like it's just back to back to back it just doesn't stop has it changed the way that you kind of see the world in general like like the way that you live and the way that you like feel about it yeah like when the first time it happened it was like totally my life did a 180 i was like i was going through it i was doing a lot of things i shouldn't have been doing back in my prime and i kind of smartened up (laughs) (laughs) i did smarten up though like when it happened like i kind of turned you know my life around for the better and smartened up a bit and was like holy fuck like what am i at like i don't know what i'm doing and then i don't know i i have a lot of um like death anxiety like if my phone rings i I can't really answer it i always think someone's calling me to tell me like somebody's dead like kind of thing like that's something i think i'll deal with for a long time I've been like that for a long time, yeah. but some stuff, yeah, like, I don't know, I'm, I used to be more like, I guess, like I do things without thinking, but now I'm more cautious when it comes to stuff, like driving, and I'm just more like aware of my surroundings always, like 
I always, I'm scared, like, you know, I'm going to die in like a freak accident. So like, if something looks a little bit unsafe, I'm like, no, I won't go near that. Oh, I vibe with that so hard. Oh, I vibe with that. (laughs) Because I'm like, no, this looks deathable. This looks definitely deathable. And we should just not maybe marinate in that. So Mm -hmm. um, one thing I do want to ask about, so you you do have issues with self-harm and stuff like that. Um, Mm -hmm. What, uh, totally fine if you don't want to ask this. But is there like this this period where you know that that is the next step? Like, like I know you deal with like your BBT BPD, sorry, mm-hmm. and anxiety mm-hmm, and stuff. Yeah. But like, can you feel it coming on? Like, do you know like or what gets you to that point? I don't know. Like sometimes, like with BPD, everything to me is black and white. So it's all or nothing. That's what the world looks like for me. So like the littlest thing could like like crumble my world it could be literally nothing to someone else but to me it's like holy fuck this is the end of the world right now like this is i'll just fully have a meltdown and then i've gotten to the point now which i'm doing better coping skills instead of self-harming so good my counselor <laughs> is helping me with that so i've been awesome. doing really well i if i find like i'm gonna you know reach do and hurt myself i will not do that and i'll actually go and kills me to do it because i hate i i'm just like this i don't want to be looked at as like weak but i'm not weak when i ask for help yes you're not in my mind in my mind that's how like you know my whole life that's human nature i think it's like yeah Yeah. i feel like that's a human Mm -hmm. nature thing like reaching out Mm -hmm. having to ask you know when you're a little kid and you're like mom can you help me you want to show that you can do it on your own but like i feel like mental health it falls into a different kind of category you know Mm -hmm. what i mean Yeah. yeah So I could literally be in the biggest fight ever with Colby and I'll be like, fuck, I gotta go ask him for help now. No. He's always like, fuck, okay, I'm coming in a room, yeah, we'll deal with it. But I'm so, like, so grateful for him. I'm so Honestly, glad Honestly, no, I've been him. doing a lot of, like, coping stuff, like yeah he's amazing that was that was a fun thing to watch (laughs) that that was a fun thing to watch though you guys you know i i I feel really lucky as a partner like to witness you guys kind of falling for each Mm -hmm. other and getting to know each other how does he deal with all of this like is he like like obviously you said you're you're so thankful for him and all this stuff but like Mm -hmm. it sounds like he's really understanding he is colby also like you know struggles with his own mental health issues and like his own personal life but like at the end of the day it's like we always make sure that we don't go to bed pissed off at each other. It could be yeah. like the stupidest thing. You know what I mean? Yes. But we always just make sure. I'll just roll over and be like, can we just talk about this? Okay. <laughs> can we just make out now? <laughs> yeah, Adam and I are the same Literally, way. Like, like, yeah. Well, I feel like. I mean, it can't be easy yeah, either with mental illness. Like, you could be mad about the littlest thing. But if you're already feeling kind of down that day, it's hard to snap out of something. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, one thing that sure. I, I always feel like. Cause like, I don't know, maybe I am bipolar. I don't want them to tell me. I, like I read all the things, like I don't think I am, but you know, just like, <laughs> maybe I am. I know I have really bad anxiety. <laughs> Honestly, I know I'm kind of an asshole and that's, that's the truth for me Same for sure. And, but like, oh I hate God. it. I will get so mad about something and I'll make a big deal out of something. And then hours later, I feel so dumb that I made such a big deal and I feel so angry, but I'm thankful for Adam. Cause like me i am a roller coaster adam is just the most steady dude in the whole world and like i will say things and he'll just give me this look and it just shuts me right down because it's the this this is what you have a problem with kind of kind of look but no i'm really thankful for you boo and when i say that stuff too it's like i don't really truly mean it it's just to help you in the situation too right it is okay to have a problem with those things yeah yeah sometimes i feel like for me it's like a bunch of little things could be happening throughout the span of a couple days like and it just kind of piles up and i just get to the point where i'm like holy fuck i just can't take this anymore and like the littlest thing it just frustrates me and i just snap and it's like everything crumbles down everything starts flowing out of me i'm like this is wrong with me and this is wrong with me and this happened and blah blah blah, and all stupid shit it's just like it is, you know, to me, it doesn't feel stupid, but like, I get it's you. all these little things that just, I have like a lot of trouble, like expressing how I feel in the moment. I kind of mm-hmm. like push things out and like kind of, I block it out, pretend it doesn't happen. And then overthink and then it later. It, <laughs> yeah. It like eats at me. It like slowly eats at me. I'm like, yep. oh, and I'll just start working myself up and making up shit in my head that doesn't even happen. Like, I'm so bad for that. And I'll just explode like a fucking volcano. And it's like, yeah, man. I should have just should have just vented about it to begin with <laughs> yeah i just wouldn't get be it out feeling there. like this right now finding yeah. ways to cope is the hardest i always like 
like mm-hmm. me no matter what it is I turn to food like I have I have uh, yeah. such a problem with food and like I don't even know where to go to talk about it but like if I feel I eat if I'm mad I eat mm-hmm. I feel better if I'm sad I eat I feel better and it's hard because like mm-hmm. with this TikTok thing I've had a lot of reasons to celebrate so like I should be like <laughs> like I just need to find a different way because even like when mm-hmm. I read a bad comment I'm like oh let's go get some toquitos or like something mm-hmm. like that like it's just I wish I could find a better way to cope we need to snuggle more out yeah of yeah <laughs> It's, food is it's a rough one because like when it comes to food like you need food to live it's like right but like i i, I only I also garbage. struggle with that as well yeah, yeah same i totally totally relate to that big time my biggest worst habit i love to spend my money man i oh. can't stop spending money mm, feel bad too. spend money like i'll go <laughs> i'll go shopping like that is what i always do you know what you just have to change your stuff go to the dollar store i've started doing that i go to the dollar oh, I store do. i go for my own i buy all the pretty elastics all the pretty bows like oh i'm gonna make a yeah. makeup look with this i have a whole drawer of shit to make makeup looks like little things i could glue oh, in my face God. i'll never do it i know you should see you? my craft room holy it- fuck man i got every craft in here i don't think i've done one in about four months no <laughs> <laughs> what were you gonna say i saw you leaning in Oh, just that it's insane what our minds can make up and then we convince ourselves that that's true. And then even if it's like what you're thinking, maybe somebody else thinks, but like it could not be that situation at all. Yeah. And then you just start rolling. They literally probably it. don't even think I exist right now. And I'm like, holy fuck, they're ruining my life. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. And that's the thing. Like, I feel like like one of the lessons I've learned as of lately and is like, they're not thinking about you. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're mm-hmm. nothing about... Or I live in those moments where, like, I feel like I'm, I'm not doing things well enough or something. I'm like, no one's really worried. No one's noticed you haven't posted today. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, stop fucking worrying so much. Because, like, at the end of the day, if you're, you're, you're being yourself and you're creating and you're doing stuff. That's mm-hmm. when you're thriving. When you're only focused on yourself and you're not focused on the bullshit of other people, that's when you're going to do best in life. That's the curse of ADHD, my love. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the so only way severe. I can describe it. I always say that to, to describe, because when, when you have ADHD, you're neurodivergent. So your brain works differently than the normies. The normies. We be. The normies. <laughs> but it's like you're in, so you're in a dog sled, okay? Yeah. And there's 20 dogs, but they're all going different directions. Oh, That's ADHD. Yes, yes. I, I, I follow this one woman on... Um, tiktok her name is charlene i think it's charlene and she talks about adhd and she's like yes well i started this and i started organizing my silver road drawer but then i saw that code over there so oh well i should put this on the load but then oh um this i should rerun this load while i go over and i mop this but oh wait i see this on the wall let's get a sponge that is exactly how my brain is i can't finish anything yes. but i have like 400 projects your mind doesn't stop it's like it's constantly you're constantly thinking about 20 different things and your mind is racing like trying to sleep sleeping is like the hardest thing <laughs> ever for me to sleep because oh my, my mind is spinning constantly going 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 it's like yep. i can never i never feel fully rested because my brain doesn't get a break because i'm thinking yeah so many things i'm Maybe picking up my phone smart. yeah that's exactly <laughs> it i feel like i'm picking my phone up every 20 seconds to google some irrational thing like okay what's aj from the backstreet boy look like in 2019 i don't need to know this at 4 45 on a tuesday morning yeah. like no, that that's Do you know what? No, my last Google search was I'll tell you right now. Yes. I know I know what it is. I wonder How what big is. is Mothman's penis? <laughs> <laughs> Give me my phone. Oh, no. I wanna see my let me see. I gotta see what my latest Google search was. Oh god, I hope this is embarrassing. I hope it's not porn. <laughs> oh god, please don't be porn hub. Please don't be porn. Okay. And about the thing where like Lord, you mentioned like normies. It's like you yeah. and Selena both have such beautiful personalities, and I feel like as a normie, you would never oh. be like the I know, crazy, like, beautiful we, people Imagine you if are. you were normal. Oh, yeah, would be terrible. I can't, like, imagine being normal. What is Se- it? Second Twilight movie color scheme. <laughs> Bella, where have you been, Loka? Oh my gosh, that's so funny. No, That's I will so like. Good. <laughs> sometimes I open up my phone. I closed my tabs a while ago, and there was like 500 tabs, and they were all just the most random shit. 
like what time Always. is it in bangladesh like what like <laughs> I, I don't need to know any of this like what am i even yeah. doing oh my god so relatable oh my gosh okay lord i have to ask if you could give advice out to anybody out there that is like dealing or is haunted by mental illness or you know any kind of thing that they're stuck with what would your advice living through what you've lived through be man honestly if you feel like if you feel like you need to reach out for help no matter how hard it is for you like and how shitty other people's experiences have been there's always going to be someone that's going to be there for you that can help you you just got to work to find the right person yeah because I, I struggled so much to find the right person and now i'm like wow i actually have consistent counseling which is like the best counseling i've had and i have I have to pay for it whatever like it's helping me it's i'm doing what i need to do and don't push people away that love you because i've done that a lot in my life and i've like lost a lot of friends i've burned a lot of bridges because people are trying to help you sometimes and you don't want to hear what they're saying they're just trying to help well, that's it <laughs> you kind of made like a little kind of light go off in my head there is is one of the hardest things of mental illness talking about it or letting somebody know or asking for that help like is that almost a struggle where like if you could find that place in your mind to do that before it got too far like that's almost where I think people that, I think the hardest thing I, I think the hardest thing is when you're you're in that denial stage and like people around you can see that you're struggling and they're trying to tell you that you need to go get help but they they don't listen okay i think yeah, that's that the hardest sense. thing when you see your friends struggling with mental illness as well i guess because we we had a situation where we have a friend who is obviously going through some things and you know you try to bring it up to them and they're like no there's nothing wrong with me but like oh, we're yeah, not saying there's anything wrong with you we're just saying you need to go get some help because we're worried about you we're not trying to hurt you we're not trying to attack you like it's just right. it can be frustrating so it's hard not to take it as an attack on personality instead of like yeah. actually trying to help yeah 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 for sure well now i have to ask because at the end of the day this is the haunted estate do you have any ghost stories do i have any ghost stories do i think I or do you, do you bag. believe do you believe in ghosts yeah of course yeah, you a love witch. spooky shit. She's a witch. Yes. No, I love that. I, I vibe with that. I literally yeah. got this like weird Instagram message. I was literally laying in bed and I like heard this ding ding. Oh, it wasn't Instagram. It was Facebook. And it was like a, a message request. And it's just from mm -hmm. this woman. And it just says, I knew you were a witch. And that's all it says. And I'm like, <laughs> this is 345. <laughs> uh, my brain is too open to start this conversation right now. Oh like, God. did we connect on some level here? I'll tell you about the old hag, though. I'll tell you about that. I had a, a spooky experience yes. with the old hag and a psychic medium here in yes. town. I'll tell you about oh, that. my so, boobs are excited. <laughs> so the old hag is, you know, sleep paralysis is, obviously. Yes. yes. So in Newfoundland, we call it the old hag or the hag or the hagging. We actually did a podcast episode on this if anyone wants to go into more depth about it. So I get really bad sleep paralysis, something I struggled with ever since I was a kid. Basically, when I fall asleep on my back and I'm really tired and I fall asleep too fast, my body, I, I'm like, I'm, my mind is awake, but my body can't move. So in Newfoundland, it's a really common thing that you have sleep paralysis that you see a witch, okay. the hag, and she walks into your room. She's spooky, scary, and she'll like get on your chest she'll lie in your chest and like look at you right so i have the hag but i don't usually see the witch i usually see a man with a black hood and he walks around my bed what always that's what happens when i get the hag it's always been that so i went to see a psychic medium here in town back in when was this 2016 2015 i think and uh so i was living in labrador at the time but i was flowing into st john's with my mom <laughs> And I went to see a psychic and he was like, this guy's good too. He's amazing. I've been to him a couple times. He's really good at what he does. He's like, there's a man in your room. It's <laughs> like, what do you mean? He's like, there's a man who passed away in the house that you live in and he lives in your room. He's like, that's why it's so hot down there. And he walks around your room. I was like, for fuck's sake, why did you tell me that? So it turns out, I talked to my mom about it. She's like, yeah, a man did die in her house before he bought it. And uh, I was like, oh, very fucking good. And my room at, my, like, my mom's house, there was always a problem at the time with the furnace where it would just get, like, 
it was there was having issues with it where it make my room like really really fucking hot and it was like you know it, it was weird because the rest of the house wasn't like it but he just randomly knew this about me and then yeah that's so weird i had the hag it's so weird like so i i absolutely believe in psychics because like I've, I've heard it and i've seen it like literally once told me i would marry this dude do you know what i mean like like mm-hmm. you will marry an adam with brown hair and blue eyes and i found that dude but like it's crazy how well they can connect but it, you know what's also weird how many people die in houses but it makes sense obviously like we're all gonna die <laughs> yeah, well, but i'll yeah. never forget we were we were moving my parents into their house and their bathroom like they have an ensuite and i went in like off the porch there's a porch that goes in their bedroom and i was carrying boxes in and i walked by the bathroom and i saw my dad what i thought was like i saw a man in there and i went into the kitchen mm-hmm. and my dad was in the kitchen and i was like dad i just you were in the bathroom and he's like no it happened again and then my parents were like so we bought this house um the guy who lived here died of a heart attack in the bathroom and i was like oh my god and then i remember he worked That's for like a, yeah he worked for like a milk company like he drove like the milk trucks to places oh and god, i, I, I remember already. like i lived there for a year and i my blinds were always normal like like they pulled they were like they pulled down there like a accordion and then one day i'm just sitting there and i see these like dark marks and i go and i pull it out and they were straws from his company like the milk straw and i was like i need to fucking move and then i did oh my god (laughs) that's scary oh i got another creepy one for you when i was at i have like a lot of things where i'll like dream things or i'll like say things um i'm gonna bring this up really quick did you watch rupaul's drag race this season with like candy muse and stuff on it oh yeah of course probably not yeah, you did? Yeah, okay. It's... So Candy talks about how she has goat's mouth. It's like what her mom always called it's called goat's mouth. So when you say something and then it happens. I have that. Oh, no. I say things and they happen. You yeah, need to, always, you need to spout some like good that. shit. Or I dream things and then they happen. So when I was in grade six, my mom came in my room one night and I was <sighs> asleep and I was crying in my sleep. And she like woke me up. I was like 12 years old. She's like, are you okay? Like, what's going on? I was like, oh, my God. I had a dream that Nan died. And then... <laughs> not funny the next week my great-grandmother passed funny away no. <laughs> my great-grandmother passed away it was fucked up it was so weird but yeah that shit happens to me all the time Jesus. seriously I, weird shit happens to me all the time yeah dude that is insane I, you you yeah. want to buy all the dang shit yeah and sometimes i actually think that like some of my anxiety comes from the fact that like my my intuition is preparing me for something that's going to happen yeah i remember a little while have, ago like, yeah you yeah, had that big like, you had that big gonna happen yeah yeah it i worry though that like that happened we manifest things too for ourselves you know what i mean like i feel like we really yeah. do but like yeah mm. we can't help but know what's coming up like it's like everything's kind of set in fate like what's gonna mm-hmm. happen is gonna happen do you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah yeah actually uh i read Teresa caputo has a book out it's called there's more to life than this it's a very good book it talks about your spirit guides and stuff like that it's spiritual very spiritual book and uh, she talks about like your spirit guides and stuff will like if you have like like your psychic you have like psychic intuition like your spirit guides will like prepare you for things like there's been times where i'm like i'll get ready to go out and i'll like get like a really bad stomach or i'll like get this like feeling i'm like no i'm not gonna go out tonight and then i don't go out and then like i'll look at the news and something bad has happened at, like at the place that i've like shit like that right i feel that way too i feel like i'm connected to something else like i tell this Mm -hmm. to adam all the time because i feel like i manifest these things and they happen but i just feel like i don't know if it's hyper aware or just more connected to Mm -hmm. what's going on but like i definitely feel Mm -hmm. like i am a little more in touch than other people i'm more Mm -hmm. aware of my surroundings and stuff like that yeah yeah could be the add could be it's just (laughs) a superpower but no it is thank you so much for coming on thank you for just you know sharing with the world like your story and and you know inspiring others to you know reach out and get the help that they need but also please can you tell everyone where to find you and all the places to find you? oh my gosh thank you so much for a little shout out oh thanks for having me too by the way you guys I'm can glad find you me came. on tiktok <laughs> thank you I'm, i wouldn't miss it for the world you know even though i almost did miss it no. this is like the third time we've tried to even do this right? so, I love it. Uh, yeah <laughs> TikTok is at lord.cord. My Instagram is at lordy.cordy. And I think my YouTube is just lordcord. No, perfect. <laughs> I don't remember my Twitter. But basically click that link in my, my TikTok bio and I'll show you all the rest of my social medias. And guys, you won't regret it. Lord is one of my favorite influencers and, and, and a really good friend of mine. And I hope, I, well, I know you're going to enjoy her just as much as I do. So thank you so much for coming on. What are you going to say, Adam? The Camper Series was epic. Yeah, the Camper Series. 
Is it ever going to end? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Adam loves anytime he's like, oh, is that part? What? Seven? Eight? <laughs> no, We've that's awesome. We've been slacking on it a little bit. We've it's been, been slacking, hot. But it'll it's get done eventually. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And please have the best yes. Friday the 13th. Go do some spooky shit. Oh, God. I'm going to go watch Jason Voorhees right now while wearing my Friday the 13th mask. I'll send you a picture. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think I want to download it on my computer, go in my hearse, and park oh on an God, old haunted yeah. road. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, Lord. Have a great night. Yes, you too. Bye. I love Bye. you. Guys, thank you so much for coming and being a part of this podcast here with Lord. I feel like we really talked about a lot of important stuff. Um, I just want to tell you, hey, are you into books? Check out my books on Amazon. Literally, the link in all my bios will take you everywhere. Um, please rate and review this podcast. That's what keeps us in the charts. And don't forget, follow me on YouTube. We have so much huge, amazing stuff coming up this fall. And hey, guys, you're hearing it here first. We are about to have the biggest Halloween makeup drop for Beauty Eggs Boo. It is going to blow your mind. I have never been so proud or excited for anything in all my life. See you next week, guys. Bye, Boo Crew. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.